successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to the Grill Nation Show. I am your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for joining me today on 980 AM or if you're joining us via iTunes and podcast, we greatly appreciate it. Or on our website, grillnationshow.com, where you can find links to all of our shows and all of our guests' information, as well as our supporters. Hope you're having a great day. Hope you had a great week. Uh, we are starting the fall, and uh, we have got a lot of great shows this month lined up with a lot of um, leaders, both uh, in the community and in the region, as far as uh, successful uh, successful folks whether it's in business, whether it's in civic, or whether it's in you know the public arena, today is no different. Uh, I want to I want to bring on our guest for today's show, Pat Contreras. He is the director of project development at McCown Gordon Construction. Their website is McCownGordon.com. Got to know him over the years through various uh, endeavors in the Kansas City region, also in the state of Missouri. He is a just a really good guy and has done a lot of really interesting things. So I thought he'd be a great guest for today's show. Pat, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing good, Jason. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it, man. It's a real honor to be here. Yeah, of course. Of course. So first off, um, give us a little background on yourself. You grew up in Kansas City. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Grew up in Kansas City. Grew up on uh, in the Westport area as well as West Side. Um, uh, it was interesting. I was looking back at some old archives. My grandfather uh, built a home for my grandmother. That's where my mother grew up. So we have a long history of West Side community, which is just on the west side of downtown Casey Mo. Um, west Side as well. I went, ended up going to uh, a number of different schools, so both public and private, and ended up graduating from uh, Bishop Miege High School in uh, the class of 2000. Um, did not know then, that. I didn't know you went yeah. to Miege. That's not too yep. far from where I live now. So that's, uh, I did not know that. But you went to SLU, which I went to SLU. We have a lot in common and we'll get into that in the show. But you went to SLU. You were, I think you were there for one year while I was there. I was a senior maybe when you were a freshman. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And, then that was, it was this, and it was the SLU connection that uh, brought us together. So a good friend of mine, Paul Woody, uh, yeah. out in St. Louis now, was the one that connected us. And uh, yeah, that's... That's how we got connected. What did you think of SLU? I know um, it's grown a lot, the development around that campus. What, what was your, your thoughts around it as somebody who's in Kansas City now? Yeah, I, lo- I loved my experience in St. Louis. Um, and going to SLU and living in St. Louis's urban core was, I think for me, was pretty eye-opening. It was good to see the contrast with Kansas City. It was also good just to learn about how that community functions, seeing different areas of public affairs and how they intersect. Um, but I think what I really liked about SLU was the Catholic social teaching around social justice issues. Uh, I went there to study economics and uh, came back and was able to apply, I think, a lot of what I learned there and what I'm doing here in Kansas City. Um, so I love SLU. I get back as often as I can, um, give when I can. And it's just such a great institution and a great gem for Missouri. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, wow. I, I was an economics major too. I didn't know you were. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'd love to go back there with you sometime. Um, the, the watering holes I used to go to are closed now. Humphreys is no longer, which was the only bar on camp. Well, there was two or three actually when I was a senior, but LeCleed's. for a while. What like, about LeCleed's? LeCleed's Landing. Yeah, LeCleed's Landing opened, uh, I think my junior or senior, right in front of my fraternity house. We're the last fraternity house standing, the Simakai house. It's gone now, but at that time it was uh, it was literally across the street from our fraternity house. So. Well, at least we you had a house. I was a, I was a SIG F. We didn't even have a house. <laughs> yeah, right. You guys were a, were a floor of a dorm. So, yeah, Pat, yeah. you went on to um, – uh, for years I thought you went to law school, but you went to Columbia University and got a, a master's in public administration, public and economic policy. What was that like? Now, that is in – is that in New York? That's in New York. So uh, kind of Upper East Side uh, – Oh, sorry, Upper West Side, so it'd be considered kind of West Village. Um, so Columbia University went to their School of International and Public Affairs. Amazing experience, two-year program. Uh, met some folks from all over the world. So it was from, let's see, I went there from 2006 to 2008. So two-year uh, Master in Public Administration. Um, got to really get embedded in not only what's happening in New York, but globally, looking at international affairs. So SIPA, which it's referred to as, it's primarily an international studies school, so primary international studies international relations program. Um, and uh, their, uh, their more prominent degree is the international affairs degree. And then there's the public administration degree. So I was, I was thankful to go there and to learn and make some great relationships um, and take that into the foreign service um, immediately following graduation. Yeah. So you, but you came back to Kansas city for a while and then decided you wanted to, or Missouri, I guess, worked at the fed um, for a yep. little bit and then just, you know, applied to, applied to, to grad school. Yeah. And then you and then you and then you just mentioned and as we go through this background, this will all inform kind of where we're going to go with the show. But I just think it's interesting to talk to Pat about his background, because now we're going to leap into you. You were a U.S. diplomat and a foreign service officer. What was that experience like and and kind of what led you to do that coming out of Columbia? It was it was interesting because when I when I learned about the foreign service opportunity, a good friend of mine came up to me and he said, hey, have you ever heard about the foreign service or about the State Department? And immediately when I thought I heard State Department, I was thinking, in the state of Missouri, like there's there's got to be some you know some office in the state of Missouri in Jeff City that uh, that he's talking about. But no, he was talking about the U.S. diplomatic corps. And uh, when I first learned about that, um, I took what I've experienced in high school, which was a little bit of travel. In high school, I went to Honduras to do uh, uh, some public health work. Um, in college, I studied in Spain and in Chile, uh, in South America, and was able to open my perspective to wow, there's a greater world out there. Um, so I had a little bit of that uh, uh, sampling early on in life, and I thought, let's just try a career in, in foreign service and to not only be on the front lines of foreign policy, but diplomacy um, 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 and, and also have an opportunity to serve our government, to serve as a, as a federal employee, a commissioned foreign service officer, um, commissioned under uh, President Obama and served a couple of tours overseas, came back to Washington for a D.C. tour and um, – and it was an amazing experience to be able to go to different embassies around the world and complete missions um, was just an absolute honor and a real privilege. And I learned so much and made some great relationships along the way. What places did you go to? So my first two tours were in Pakistan. I did two, I, I would say three legitimate tours, overseas tours. So first tour was in Pakistan. I was a visas officer doing non-immigrant visas. Um, my second tour, which was still considered number two, was in Pakistan. So I went to Lahore, Pakistan as a political officer. Um, that was where I was able to get embedded in the community, to meet with Pakistani officials, to meet with political leaders, with military brass, with religious leaders, with the end goal in promoting democracy, promoting rule of law, 
uh, making sure that um, we are also elevating the conversation of American values overseas, building strong partnerships. And at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we have the trust of the Pakistanis. And for me to be able to do that, to do that on the front lines was just amazing. It was incredible. I learned so much um, and made lifelong friends, um, Pakistanis that are just wonderful, wonderful people and lifelong friends to today. So that, then after that, oh, me, you got 30 seconds left in the first segment, but we'll go back into this. Where'd you go next? Then I went to Mexico City. So I was a political officer in Mexico City, primarily liaising with their major political parties. So at that time, it was in the run up to the 2012 presidential elections. So I was the primary liaison with the embassy um, between the American embassy and the National Action Party, um, which was in the running to put the first woman ever um, in the presidency. And uh, they lost the National Action Party lost. But um, at the end of the day, uh, built some grand, great relationships with their political parties in Mexico. Very interesting stuff. Pat Contreras, he's now in Kansas City, Director of Project Development at McCown Gordon Construction, online at McCownGordon.com. We'll get into that in a little bit. You're listening to The Grill Nation Show here on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. We'll be right back. I used to the world, rise when I gave the word. Now in the morning I sleep alone, sweep the streets I Welcome back to the Grill Nation show on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast or on our website, grillnationshow.com. Hope you're having a great day. I am your host, Jason Grill. You can connect with me on social media at Jason Grill on Twitter or at Grill Nation Show. Also, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Uh, just search for my name, Jason Grill. We're talking to Pat Contreras. He is on Twitter at Pat Contreras. That's C-O-N-T-R-E-R-A-S. He, uh, he's a project a director of project development at McCown Gordon Construction. Their website is McCownGordon.com. Pat, we were talking about kind of your journey before we get to kind of what you do now. And we kind of left off in our last segment of talking about the State Department, Foreign Service, U.S. Diplomat, Pakistan, uh, Mexico City. You know, you did that for it looks like six years. What what led you to leave the uh, the State Department? Because from what I understand, those jobs are uh, you get to retire at like fifty, right? Or am I just crazy? There's something. <laughs> you know, you get you, you show up at a place and there's there's a uh, there's furniture already in your house. Uh, you don't have to. It's it's a it's a pretty good life if you can speak a few languages and don't mind living in Pakistan, Mexico, Mexico City, Russia, you name a country you can go to somewhere in Europe. Yeah. What, 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 you know, what, what kind of, you know, after your six years there, what were your thoughts? Yeah, after my, my six years in the Foreign Service, um, I think one of my, my biggest lessons learned was one that, uh, uh, that my uh, grandfather once told me. He said, um, you know, always stay true to your core values, Pat, but never lose your willingness to reinvent yourself. And I got to a point where I think I was ready to reinvent myself. I was ready for something new. I, I, enjoyed my time in the foreign service and to be able to work for our federal government and to do the things that I was do was a real privilege. Um, but it was, there was this longing for me to one, want to be home closer to family. I grew up in Kansas city. My entire family's in Kansas city. And two, I've always wanted to get involved in politics. Um, and I hit a point where I was able to, I think, take the experience from federal government back with me to Kansas city 
to then, in fact, reinvent myself and work in politics. So I was able to take some of the training that I received early on in, at, in St. Louis in Catholic social teaching, social justice, um, working as a choral fellow in St. Louis and understanding how politics, how labor, how business, how nonprofit intersect, um, and taking those models from, again, studying uh, a master in public administration back home to say, all right, I'm a trained economist. I see a lot of families that are being left behind financially in Missouri, and what could I do as state treasurer to to help improve that? So improving the positions of those that are underserved or don't have access to the financial mainstream, or college students that are just you know dealing with debt, and and um, also just being able to continue to make sure that the economic engine in the state of Missouri is is churning. So I wanted to do something different. So it was an opportunity for me to come back home, reinvent myself, and jump into statewide politics. Um, and um, you, just immerse myself. It's a pretty big jump when um, you haven't <laughs> been an elected official before, right? I mean, yeah. to be honest, like, you know, now it happens more, I guess, but I mean, you decided I'm going to run statewide office, uh, which for people that don't understand Missouri, there's what, over 6 million people here. So uh, that was in 2016 you ran uh, yep. for state treasurer. And what was that like? What'd you learn from that experience? Because that is. I mean, as a former state rep, you know, with 35,000 constituents, I know that I had to work my tail off. I, I can't imagine doing it statewide. Yep, yep, yep. It was, it was, a, it was an amazing experience. Um, was able to travel to most counties in the state and really see how diverse the state of Missouri is. There are so many pockets of really unique and amazing things going on in the state of Missouri. Um, and for me to be able to go and do that and to build a team of folks all across the state, um, in a moment, in a movement, I think that really ignited kind of a, a, a young, a young group of very active political uh, volunteers that are just hungry about making change in Missouri. Um, and even though, even though I lost that election, I was just excited to be able to, I think, create a new conversation and start a new narrative um, in statewide politics. Um, and, and now being able to go back to a lot of those folks that I built relationships with and um, get things done today is is what I think is the, the biggest takeaway was building those lifelong relationships with folks all around the state of Missouri. It was tough. It was tough. It was tough traveling. I was getting an oil change on my Ford Explorer once a month. We were traveling so much. We were sleeping on couches wherever we could find just a place to crash. I mean, it was it was uh, it was we were bootstrapping it, man. But we raised some good money. We raised the profile of unique conversations. Um, and I think we built some uh, some great relationships all around the state that lasted today. It was it was an amazing experience, and, and, and I loved every moment. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you came back here. You, you you know that election was the primary Democratic primary. You uh, you didn't jump back on the political horse to run again in 2018. You um, you know you did some things. You you've served on a lot of boards. We'll get into that in the last segment. But you now are at McCown Gordon. What led you there coming out of politics? How did that happen? I know you built a lot of relationships. Um, how did that work out for you? Because that is now a growing company uh, based here, uh, right? Based in Kansas City, downtown, yep. uh, brand new building. Seeing you guys all over the news pre-COVID and now even now with, with projects. But how did that work out for you? How'd you, how'd you end up there and, and how'd you get into this world? It was, it was a bit of a, a serendipity and a bit of timing, all the above. Um, so I lost my election. I helped some of the folks that won in their primaries go on to the general in 12. And uh, after that election, I came back to Kansas City after traveling throughout the state. Um, and I got a call from Congressman Cleaver and, and he said, hey, Pat, uh, how are you doing? Um, I need your help with something. I said, sure, Rev, what, do you, what, what can I help out with? He said, I'd like to focus on um, 
increasing home ownership in the African-American community. And I said, tell me more. And he said, Pat, I need you to, one, I want you to throw a festival and partner with some folks and figure out ways that we can drive people to learn more about home ownership. And, uh, and what did that look like? So um, that looked like a festival that we did have on 18th and Vine, where we hosted Sheila E to come in, the world-renowned percussionist. She came down, Sheila E, we had thousands of folks there, and we were able to partner with various financial institutions to not only get people there to talk about culture and music, but how do you increase, how do you get access to capital? How do you, how do you, um, um, you know, how do you um, um, enhance your credit so that you can in fact uh, buy a home? Or how do you leverage what you currently have so that you can in fact become a homeowner and, and achieve that American dream? So that was amazing. So that was an amazing opportunity. So in doing that, long story short, in all my networking, as I was still unemployed at the time because I lost my election, I was making tons of calls to help out with this festival. And one person in particular, in particular, um, uh, a good friend of mine, Nia Richardson, said, hey, aren't you still looking for a job? I said, you know what? I still am. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate that. And she said, well, call our friends over at McCown Gordon because I hear they're hiring a business development officer. And I was just two seconds later, I made that call and I had coffee with someone um, at McCown Gordon who was in the business development world. And before you know it, I was interviewing with Pat McCown, um, Ramin Sharafat, our current CEO, and, and just these wonderful leaders at McCown Gordon. And um, and I was able, lucky enough to, to get a job. It was perfect timing. And um, I, they took a risk, right? Here's a guy that's never been in the private sector, one, that does not know construction, uh, <laughs> two, and, and uh, you know, go out there and go sell some work, Pat. And again, going back to what my grandfather always told me, don't ever lose the willingness to reinvent yourself. Again, I saw it as an opportunity to reinvent myself, to learn, to be a perpetual learner, always learning and finding new ways to just continue to uh, you know, be a better version of yourself. So um, for me, it's always about staying true to your core values, working hard, fighting for what you believe in, and just keep going. So that's how I ended up at McCown Gordon. Um, it was a bit of luck and serendipity and timing. Tell us a little bit about McCown Gordon, and then we'll get into what you do each day. But give us a little um, a little pitch on what you all do in construction, what the business does, and kind of what your verticals are. So McCown Gordon Construction uh, was founded about 20 years ago. We have uh, 300 employees we have three offices. The headquarters is downtown Kansas City, Missouri. Um, By the way, let me just manager. tell you guys, I, I did go to a meeting there. Uh, gosh, time flies. It was cold out. I had a, I had a big jacket on, and you have a, a great coffee machine when you walk in. And then the people up front <laughs> are so, so friendly. And, and believe me, I, I got a uh, – I, I think I started with the hot chocolate, and then I uh, when I left my meeting there, I think I left with a, uh, a latte or something. I mean, it was, it was, it was great. <laughs> great perk of McCown Gordon. Now you guys are always in the best offices uh, discussion with the Business Journal. But, but yeah, yep. just very friendly. So you guys have a great, great place. But uh, sorry to interrupt, but continue on, Pat. No, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, so get McCown Gordon. We're, we're construction managers. We're commercial builders in town. Um, and referring to what you talked about in the Business Journal, Jason, that article, we were voted best places to work for 16 years in a row by the Kansas City Business Journal. And I think we have the longest streak of any company in Kansas City. Um, and that's amazing. Um, but McCown Gordon, again, we're, we're based here, uh, deeply rooted in three primary values of integrity, relationships, and performance. Um, some of our biggest verticals, I would say, in terms of the commercial work that we do, healthcare, we build a lot of hospitals, a lot of clinics, um, higher ed, so education, so K-12 and higher ed, we do a lot of uh, work in the community on, uh, on education related. Uh, we do a lot of, uh, you know, office building, developer-led work. We do some industrial. Um, we do, we, we, we really do 
the gamut. And, and that's one of the things that I like so much about McCown Gordon is the, the, the various types of work that we get to do in the community, but also being, uh, you know, philanthropic, uh, involved in the philanthropic community, uh, very involved in giving in just community service, um, as well as just making sure that, you know, our projects are, um, are, are ways that we can enhance the building experience for, for our customers and our clients. So, um, it's an exciting time to be at McCown Gordon. Just a wonderful culture, wonderful um, a team of people, um, and I, I just couldn't um, envision myself, frankly, anywhere else. And um, I just pinch myself every day I walk into this building, uh, knowing that I get to work with an amazing team. That's very well said. Uh, some some recent projects that people might have heard of. Uh, the website is McCownGordon.com. Forty Six Penn Center, which is uh, going up right now. It's getting close. Ten blocks development and you guys have worked there 21c museum hotel johnson county arts and heritage center church of the resurrection i mean just so many different things hivy arena ku medical center health education building all of these case studies are on the website mccongordon.com many many more uh very good website and uh again awesome awesome office if you ever have a chance to go to it Pat Contreras is our guest. Be right back after the break with more Grill Nation. Thanks for joining us today on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. We'll be right back. to beat you but you so hot that i melted i fell right through the cracks now i'm trying to get back before the- welcome back to the show the grill nation show i am your host jason grill thanks for joining me today on 980 a.m and again on podcast if you're listening at the gym or in the car or on the golf course or wherever you're at on, on itunes or on our website grillnationshow.com again connect with me on twitter at jason grill if you uh, are interested in being on the show or if you know someone that might want to sponsor the show so we can continue to grow or you just uh, like what you heard or you didn't like what you hear or whatever, just give us a call, connect with us. We'd love feedback and we'd love to work with the great folks here in the region. Today I'm joined by Pat Contreras, Director of Project Development at McCown Gordon Construction, McCownGordon.com. That's M-C-C-O-W-N. Gordon, G-O-R-D-O-N.com, construction company here in the region. They have uh, three offices, but based in Kansas City, downtown. Great office space. I'm sure you've seen it if you've driven anywhere. I think it's on Main Street. Is it? or Ninth and Main. Yeah, come and see us. Ninth and Main. Um, Pat was telling us about what he does there. Uh, so really, you're in, uh, you're in the business development world, public affairs, kind of a, a meshing of a lot of the things that you've kind of worked in as far as connecting, um, confluence. I read an article, by the way, Pat was in the Kansas City Business Journal. Uh, man, he's been all over the media lately. August 21st, there's an article connecting KC, which is the new series that they do. Uh, and we're going to have on the uh, publisher of the Kansas City Business Journal next week, Stacy Prosser. Uh, but but Pat is uh, it, it's a really good profile. I'd urge you to check it out. Just Google Pat's name and KC Business Journal. But really, your job now, it's uh, you're trying to connect people, you're trying to connect projects, grow projects, and it's kind of a, a mesh of everything you've kind of done 
uh, in your career. Tell us about kind of what your day to day looks like at McCown Gordon. <laughs> well, day to day, we're continuing to reinvent, reinvent ourselves. And as you are, as you know, like you could be at three different things at once with what you do. Well, I, I appreciate that, Jason. Sometimes I, 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 you know, at least this day and age where we're primarily virtual, it makes my job a whole lot easier. The last thing folks want to do is, at least this point, is you know, get out and engage. But that was, that's what my life used to look like. I would, uh, um, you know, on the front lines of creating business, um, going out and trying to find, build those relationships that are going to be helpful in, in us, obviously, um, being able to work with them to help them uh, with their project, whether it's building a middle school or it's going out. And for example, I helped with, uh, we're going to start construction on the Overland Park Arboretum and Botanical Gardens, uh, the renovation that's going on out there. Um, but we've, we've done some iconic projects such as, you know, the Garmin Warehouse out south, um, Children's Mercy Research Tower over here. So my, my job is to get out on the front of these projects before they even happen, right? When it's just an idea. And, and what I do is help connect the dots with architects and developers, um, um, maybe um, finance experts. Maybe there, there's a, a community or a, 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 a school district that has to pass a bond in order to finance a specific project. So my main job is to make sure that I'm connecting the dots I am able to usher forward a project, and at the end of the day, we want to be the ones that are, are helping out building that project. Uh, so, so what my day-to-day -day looks like now is a lot of virtual and Zoom calls, um, if and when we do a socially distanced coffee, uh, maybe meeting out on a patio, obviously maintaining our space and honoring you know, kind of what's going on right now with COVID. Uh, but my main job is to get out in front of communities, in front of owners, in front of developers, and those that are driving projects um, and to help them usher those um, to completion. So that's that's my main job is just to connect the dot and help find uh, unique solutions to help uh, the building experience for for our clients and friends. Yeah. So talk to us about that. So we have been doing Zooms a lot since March. It's September now. I can't believe it. Um, you know, people like us that that have a lot of different meetings and are traveling and doing different things. I mean. It's got to help. I mean, it, it kind of helps and it kind of hurts, right? So you, you've kind of lost that personal touch and relationship building that you got to do in a coffee with somebody that maybe could send you business or somebody you could build a relationship with. But you've saved a heck of a lot of time because you're not in your car all the time and you're not driving all over this region. You're doing projects all over the place. You know, you could be in your car an hour or two a day uh, going back and forth. And it's just um, so there's that things you got to balance, Right. Right. Right, right, right. Absolutely. And I, and then, and you know, the, you got to work in nine holes with me, Pat, we go play golf. <laughs> I'm just saying it's, it's, uh, it's very tough and we're both about the same handicap. So, you know, you more practice, the better. Um, right. but yeah, it's been a life. It's probably, you've learned a lot probably through this COVID and how to actually kind of do what you do and do it uh, more efficiently. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think the biggest, um, the biggest takeaway from me from this experience is just to, to frankly meet, meet people where they're at. Right. There's some people that do prefer the Zoom and that's fine or, or a Microsoft Teams call or a Skype, what have you. Um, and I'll do that. Or there's some people that say, you know what, I'm tired of the Zoom. I, there's Zoom fatigue. Let's let's meet for coffee. Let's go on a patio. Let's do that. I mean, we'll go. I'll go do that as well. So just depending on where folks are at, I want to meet them where they're at. And I think that that's been my biggest takeaway. But also, what could I do that's maybe outside the normal, um, you know, normal course of business? So things like writing handwritten notes. You know, maybe it's a thank you handwritten note uh, or follow up or just a good old fashioned phone call. I find some folks also just wouldn't mind jumping on a phone call. Maybe they don't need to do Zoom or a Microsoft Teams meeting, but they just want to jump on a call and or a text message. Um, just finding unique ways to engage these folks. And I think what we're trying to do also at McCown Gordon is um, where we can, um, you know, do some sort of patio or outdoor seating where we can engage with some folks in person. Um, but if not, you know, we want to make sure that we are uh, 
meeting all the needs of our clients and owners. So, so meeting them where they're at and just being able to be nimble, being able to be flexible, uh, being able to uh, spin on a dime and uh, do whatever we can to, at the end of the day, we want to still continue to deliver these projects on time and under budget. So <laughs> that's our main goal. So whatever it takes to do that, we're going to do it. And, and I love just being able to be flexible and entrepreneurial here, which is the McCown Gordon way. That's how, that's how we operate. So talk to us through that, you know, um, with everything that's happened in the United States and in Missouri and Kansas, where, where are you guys at as far as uh, projects? I mean, is, are, are things still moving forward as, as planned? Is there some takeaways like you could you could share with us on, as far as construction and development? Um, where do things stand as a September, first week of September in your mind, as far as where the projects are at and if anything's changed or maybe things haven't? I don't know. Yeah, early spring, we saw a uh, early slowdown in projects. I think people were just trying to grapple with what the future is going to look like. As we've seen now, that's already up September 1st. Um, we're seeing an uptick in projects, um, whether that's civic projects, municipal. You know, we're seeing stuff all over town where people are wanting to, you know, to build and they want to continue on with their projects. Um, we're seeing a shift in office. That's one of the biggest things that we're we're trying to grapple with is what is the new office going to look like in the future? Um, there were some big office projects going up, but we're seeing people wanting to maybe pivot from there and doing more of an abbreviated model or maybe even building a little bit less or building more strategic. So they're being very, uh, very intentional about how they're spending money and how they're uh, moving forward with office projects. We're seeing a huge uptick in industrial. Industrial, everyone wants to do industrial projects, right? We're seeing Amazon, for example, of the worlds where they're just, you know, everyone's trying to put up these um um, yeah, um, we have, we've had a few announcements locally, Urban Outfitters, Chewy. Yep. There's a lot more in the tank, I know, uh, as far as potential projects and where they're going to go. Yep. But um, industrial is kind of the thing. And it was like Class A office was kind of becoming the thing before COVID. We need Class yep. A office. We need spec Class A office. New buildings downtown, they haven't done any of that lately as far as offices, large offices. And now it seems to me that that's kind of changing a little bit. And industrial is, like you said really kind of exploding in this region. Yeah, it's it's booming. So there's a lot of folks that are just trying to play catch up, right? So we're trying to continue to be on the front end of, of what's happening, how things are evolving um, and innovating all along the way so that we could uh, we could help the clients achieve their goals. Uh, but like I said, we're still seeing civic projects go forward, K-12. A lot of projects are still moving forward, um, whether it's uh, the City Lee Summit or North Kansas City, or you know we're doing uh, an addition over at uh, Pembroke Hill. So for us, we're just, you know, I drive to by make... it every day, Pat, and I'm reminded <laughs> about, I went to St. Pius, and uh, I'd like to say for the record, as for those listening, that St. Pius beat Pembroke Hill in football on opening weekend by, I think, 25 points uh, right? football field, a <laughs> uh, good Catholic school. But, um, but yeah, it's, nice. uh, I, I, I looked into that. I read the article, and uh, I drive by it every day on Moore Parkway. It's like a huge redevelopment project. It was like 50 or $60 million they raised for that project. I mean, that's it amazing. Was a, it, Big undertaking for Pembroke, and it's just going to be such a such an iconic uh, project for them. And and you know, just obviously where they're located, um, you know, everyone's going to see it going up and, and seeing the progress. We're just really excited I to be a partner with them. The McCown Gordon uh, red signs. They're very these <laughs> days. You guys, I know uh, uh, Sherry over there, who I was in the Kansas City tomorrow uh, Civic Council uh, leadership group with. You guys recently, and not re maybe it's been a while now, but you know you changed kind of your logo and kind of your your look, uh, your branding, and it is uh, it's very vibrant now. I mean, you can yes. see it well, and I've, I've already I've already known McCown Gordon for that red uh, that red logo, the the wording, the, the the branding. I mean, so you will see it all over the place at the Pembroke Hill redevelopment. 
<laughs> Absolutely. And, and I got to give a shout out to my colleague, Sherry Johnson and the marketing team. Amazing, amazing group of leaders. Um, that project, that uh, new logo was done in house and that was, that was all them. So Sherry Johnson, great job. awesome job. She did fantastic. And Sherry her team. Johnson is a great, great person. And she does great <laughs> work for McCown Gordon. Um, yes. You guys are doing also some projects in KCK. I've seen uh, in downtown Kansas City, Kansas. I mean, you're all over the place. It's exciting, you know, and it, it's the office uh, uh, conversation will be interesting for you to follow uh, over the next year or so with kind of how that how that goes because, you know, I believe there are some new office spaces, class office spaces that are that are going to go up downtown. Those will be interesting to follow, but. You'll have to you'll have to keep me informed, man, because I, I I try to read up on where where where's the office space moving? You know, where is it yep. gonna move? Um, because we need to build density in the city, I, I think, still, uh, post COVID, once there's a vaccine, continue to grow our neighborhoods in our in our city. Absolutely. I agree. And I um I also serve on the board at downtown council. So speaking to that, yeah, we just gotta continue to drive density, uh, continue to bring employers downtown. Um, finding different unique ways that we can continue to get capital to to our our, our business hub. Uh, we want to continue to get employers to bring folks down here, hire local, and continue churning the economy. So, um, you know, we're 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 big uh, uh, advocates of that, and we'll continue to just continue to find you know unique solutions to help make that possible. Pat Kachuris is my guest, director at McCown Gordon Construction. We are coming back for our final segment of the show. Hope you're enjoying the show today. Grill Nation show with Jason Grill here on 980 AM and on iTunes via podcast. We will be right back for our final segment of the show. Hey, where you laying? Nation show here on 980 AM. I am Jason Grill. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, you can connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill. I appreciate you guys listening. Hope you've enjoyed our show. Hope you maybe learned a little bit from our guest, Pat Contreras. He's the director of project development at McCown Gordon Construction. They're online at McCownGordon.com. He has been in uh, all over the world and done some really cool stuff in his career, which is one of the reasons why we wanted to have him on today. You mentioned uh board service and whatnot pat you're involved in it i mean gosh six or seven boards man is that a uh, is that a is that a, a time intensive thing or is that just, <laughs> are you just there in aim only like what, yeah you, you've like literally around five or six now what, what what drives you to do that yeah um that, that relationship building yeah the, no, the 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 drive for board engagement is is giving back right i when i you know i've grown up in this community and i've seen uh so many um, parts of the community that frankly just needs additional help. And it also needs representation. Um, so for me, it's being able to offer my skill set to, to help push a mission forward. So for example, I'm on the Truman Medical Center Board of Directors. I'm on their finance committee. So, uh, you know, it's it's the only uh, safety net hospital in our region. And we got to make sure that we are operating at, uh, you know, full capacity, taking care of everyone, obviously against the backdrop of COVID, but also just future, being prepared for the future. Um, and also being on the front lines of, of healthcare and, and, and helping the underserved and underinsured. Um, I'm also on um, Health Forward Foundation, which does exactly that. The Health Forward Foundation, I chair their audit committee. Um, on average, gives out, uh, um, I think it's on average about 20 million a year to help bridge the barrier and bridge the gap between the underinsured and underinsured, under, underinsured and uninsured in our community. So helping create greater access. Um, or it could be on MOXA. I'm on MOXA's board of directors. MOXA's board of directors, that's a metropolitan organization to counter sexual assault. Uh, and that's uh, creating 
um, a, a platform and a resource for uh, many victims, um, survivors uh, um, rather, in our community, um, go to resources so that they can in fact um, go, go go someplace and, and receive support and help um, in resources. So um, you're, also on the, you're also on the downtown council, Kansas City, Missouri yeah. committee of the chamber that you, you lead, uh, I see yeah. Teach for America, you've been a champion board member, Independence Chamber, Park University, you're on the council, you were with commissioner of the uh, LCRA for a while. You, you've done a lot, man. You, you know, I, I feel like when I read your LinkedIn profile, I've been an underachiever, man. I'm not a type A anymore. I need to really set <laughs> my game up, Pat. You're going to have to connect me to these boards. And when you uh, when you leave them, I'll, uh, I'll join them. Or maybe maybe if there's a spot for, a, uh, for another uh, 40-something male, put me on. <laughs> Keep me posted, man. It, it is a time commitment. It, You've it got is a lot of stuff on your plate for sure. It's a lot, but I figure I do it now, right? There's no better time. There's never the right time to do anything. That's the other thing I've learned. You just do it. Just do it and keep moving forward. So uh, I'm just thankful that all those folks and those leaders have, have, you know, have asked me to serve on those boards. And uh, I just want to make sure that I'm honoring that commitment and helping, you know, everyone achieve those missions that they want to achieve. So it's an exciting time. I love it. So now that you're back in Kansas City again, you've been here for, uh, you know, the campaign, you were traveling the state in 2016. So I don't know, four years maybe. Um back from foreign service, back from New York, back from SLU, all of these places you've been, um, it sounds as if you're, you're, you're not going to leave unless maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe Joe Biden gets elected and you get appointed to something. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you'll be an ambassador one day for all we know. But, um, but anyway, so, so you're, you're kind of loving Kansas city right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Homegrown, man. This is my town. You know, just, this is my family's here. Everyone's here. So th- I, 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 I'm home. And I'm yeah, it, it sounds like, you know, just talking to you uh, off the air as well. Family is very important to you. Yes. Yes. My family is everything. You know, I, I, I've learned from my family just so many core values of just, uh, you know, just working hard, hard work. My grandfather was a uh, uh, migrant farm worker, World War II vet. I mean, gosh, guys like that. You know, it's hard to find guys like that anymore. But but he taught me about hard work. Um, you know, my mom, my mom, I was raised by a single mom. She, uh, and, and one thing I learned too, no one hustles harder than a single mom. Uh, I know that she was, she had multiple part-time jobs doing whatever she could. She was serving burgers at a burger joint, whatever she could do to put food on the table for us and for my sister. And I got one sister. Um, but knowing and seeing that example of leadership and of service and of selflessness was, is what just, um, keeps me, keeps me here because I want to honor them. I want to honor that and support my family as they age, support my family as my mother and my, my father, um, you know, as they continue to age and uh, and be there for my nephews. My sister has two little boys and a little girl. So so um, going to, a, you know, a ball game um, every every week to go see them play and just hang out with my family is just it's just joy. It's complete joy for me. I love it. Um, you did say, too, that when you walk through the door, you're excited after four years of McCown Gordon, which is interesting because, you know, you we have reinvented ourselves. You have as well. You have a lot of different interests. But that job apparently is is special for you. You really like it. It is. Uh, and I think what makes it special is, is frankly, the leaders that are here. They're just such good people. They want to do the right thing. And they're deeply rooted in values of like the ones that I mentioned earlier. I mean, it's it's not a tagline and it really is not. The integrity, performance and relationships, the integrity piece above all else, man, is just they just want to do the right thing. Um, and um, I love that. I love that. I've been in other places where you, you, you don't feel that. But here it resonates from the top down. And, and you can really see it in the people in their faces when you when you meet them. You go, go you know, if you're ever near a job site and and you see a guy with a McCown and Gordon hard hat, ask him about his day. I, I guarantee you he's going to stop and make some time and, 
and engage with you and and uh, and fellowship with you. I mean, it's just it's just how we operate. It's who we are. It's in the blood here, and it's it's a really unique family atmosphere at McCown Gordon. I just yeah, it's exciting. And every time I walk in, I'm just always excited to see my colleagues. Like it's just it's unique. It really is. And I don't know how else to explain it. It's just so good. Um, Pat Contreras is with us. A couple of minutes left in the show. Pat, what what are you excited about in Kansas City and and, and moving forward once? The world's back to it, back to its normal self. Um, what makes you want to continue on in Kansas City besides family, besides besides your great job? Um, what excites you about our path and our future? And what yeah. maybe some things we can work on? Yeah, yeah. I, I think what excites me about Kansas City um, is 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 just the leaders that we have here, whether they're in healthcare or they're in higher ed or they're in K through twelve or business. Everyone wants to make a difference, and everyone wants to work together. And I think that that's amazing. Uh, you know, especially right now, where we more than ever need people to work together, to collaborate, to share ideas, to look out for one another. That's what we need um, to, to, I think, usher Kansas City into um, the next era of Kansas City, right? With growth and development, growth is you know, and development on the east side as well, and making sure that we are channeling capital to underserved areas, that we are you know, cleaning up and 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 creating or you know, getting rid of those food deserts, and making sure that we are. Uh, uh, igniting a new fire that is uh, centrally focused on development. It doesn't matter where you're at, no matter the zip code. But we are continuing to educate our young people. Um, you know, creating safer streets on the, uh, you know, in, in our city, um, but also just making sure that our families have an opportunity to achieve, you know, all their dreams. So making sure that we are all working together, uh, kind of as a cohesive unit. Um, and um, you know, and then, and obviously excited for you know just our teams. You know, baseball. You know, I'm a big world guy <laughs> and, and love the Chiefs. So it's like. You know, I'm just excited to get back to normal too, so we can hopefully start yeah, catching right. some games, man. I, so I love Pat, it. So. We, got, we got 45 seconds left. You grew up on the west side. Um, give us some uh, favorite places on the west side of town or restaurants that we should uh, we should be going to forever over there. Yeah, if you're ever over there, if you want a good uh, you know good taco or enchilada or something, you know La Fonda is good um, down on the southwest boulevard. You could pop over to El Pueblito and get some street tacos. Um, you can't go wrong there. Um, those are kind of my, my staples. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I love being able to just walk around there and, or I think it's called, what's it called? The Tropical, where we can go get a nice helado or an ice cream as well. I mean, there's just so many good places down there. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, that's my, my community, man. And, uh, go and support local where we can. <laughs> I love it. Pat Contreras has been our guest. Pat, C-O-N-T-R-E-R-A-S. Google him, look him up. He's the director of project development at McCown Gordon Construction. McCountgordon.com. Pat, thanks for coming on the Grill Nation show today and sharing your story and and really just sharing with us some great advice and some really good takeaways. We appreciate you coming on. Hey, thanks, Jason. I love it, man. I've always uh, been tuned into your show and and was honored that you would ask that I could come in here and participate and uh, just looking forward to all the fun stuff that you're going to accomplish. And uh, let me know how I can help you get there too, man. This is awesome. Thanks again for the time. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us today on Grill Nation. We'll see you again next week. Take care. You know what? I'm a chicken fryer. A cold beer on a Friday night A pair of jeans that fit just right And the radio world